Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Good morning. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Tuesday? Wednesday. (laughs) Happy Wednesday, grateful, Deborah Evans. (laughs) (laughs) And good morning. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Yvette Marquette. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. morning. Go ahead, baby. Good morning. This is Felicia. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the line. Happy Wednesday, this is Felicia. Good morning. This is Rita. Happy Wednesday. Praise God. Good morning, Rita. Yes, praise God and happy Wednesday. Good morning. Amen. Yes, he does. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. God is good all the time. He's got our back. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? This is Janelle. Good morning, Janelle. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Velocita. It's Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, ZK. Good morning, Brother EK. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. This is Denise. Good morning, Denise. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. Morning, family. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. um, Valuable, can can we just continue to lift up the bar, family? Yes. The bar, family. Yeah, it was from yesterday. Um, The husband had a fall. He has a fractured um, collarbone. Okay. Got it. 
Thank you. Good morning. This is Nuggie. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Prosperous. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning. This is Leomia, and I'm requesting prayer this morning for my siblings. Okay, Sister Leomia. And this is prayer for who? My siblings, my one brother and two sisters. Okay, yeah. Requesting prayer for your siblings. Well, this is Sister Lisa again. Pray for my family as we're making the funeral arrangements for my cousin, uh, the Gibbons family. Thank you. Can you repeat the, the last name of the family, please? Gibbons. Gibbons. Okay. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during May, where our new monthly theme is entitled Grace. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has extended to us through Christ, our Savior and Lord. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash declare victory, or through the cash app at dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app, however, we do have some spoken prayer requests. 
The first one is for the Barr family. Let's continue to lift up the Barr family. The husband has a fractured collarbone. Sister Leomia is asking is asking for prayer for her siblings. And then Sister Lisa is asking for prayer for the Givens family as they are lay, laying a loved one to rest. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina. Declaration by Dion. Then closing comments will also be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones in mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Christina. Thank you. Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you thanking you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We therefore, Lord God, take our place and establish our legal right and dominion, Lord God, over this region and over every region in which you have given us jurisdictional authority. Because according to Daniel 9 and 4, you are the only great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love you and to them that keep your commandments. We collectively present our bodies here and declare victory as a living sacrifice by the shed blood of Jesus, our Savior and our Redeemer. Make, Lord God, these prayers holy and acceptable unto you, for we ask forgiveness of all sins known or unknown for each and every person on this call, so that this prayer unto you be not hindered. Therefore, God, let grace and mercy prevail over us. According to your word in Matthew 18, 19 through 20, that if two of us agree on earth concerning anything that we ask, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in the midst, you are there and we thank you, Lord God. Jehovah, we usher you in on our presence. We declare that we have free passage for our prayers to ascend into the realm of the supernatural and will not be earthbound. We therefore come into agreement with your will on today. Lord, we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable unto you, for you are our strength. You are our redeemer. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, and therefore we war from this plane and from this realm, and we declare and decree that the anointing of God will break every yoke of bondage that is over us and will bring down anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we ask God according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5, as we live as human beings, but we do not wage war against the human standards for our weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy these strongholds. We destroy arguments and we take every proud obstacle raised against the knowledge of God and take it captive to obey Christ. We ask, Lord God, for you to destroy 
any assignment, plans, or works that Satan may have against any individual on our call. We ask that you would assign angels to reinforce us as we advance into new levels, new dimensions, new realms and territories. We ask for a breakthrough to be in the heavens as we have entered into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Please, the whole armor be put on each and every person on this call from the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of your truth, the gospel of peace sandals, the sword of your spirit that is your word, and the shield of faith which we use to quench any flaming arrows of the enemy. Abba, Father, we call upon your name, Jehovah Rapha, for you are the Lord that heals, and we declare healing for Mr. Barr of the Barr family. We ask you to loose your angels in great abundance to Mr. Barr's presence and to the presence of every doctor or every nurse that is in his hospital room. And we ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that we bind for Satan's evil principalities, his powers and rulers, the wickedness, and command them to not manifest or transfer into Mr. Barr's presence. We ask according to your word in Matthew 6 that because you are our deliverer, that you would heal Mr. Barr of the fractured collarbone, that you would heal him in the name of Jesus and release your healing virtue and your miracle virtue into Mr. Barr's body. In the name of Jesus, release your healing anointing, your miracle anointing into Mr. Barr's body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Make him whole again. We ask, Lord God, for you to put a hedge of protection around him. We ask, Lord God, according to the, in the name of Jesus, for you to apply the blood of Jesus from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I ask, Lord God, that you would fill him with your Holy Spirit, with all the fruits of your spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Abba, Father, we know that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to the cross to take all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases with him. So we thank you that according to Isaiah 53, 4, and 5, that by the stripes Jesus took on the cross, that Mr. Barr is healed and made whole. His collarbone will no longer be fractured in the name of Jesus, and we declare that he is healed in Jesus' name. We lift up Lisa and the given family to you during their time of loss of their loved ones. Help them to rem remind them and help them to turn their eyes to you as they seek to find strength, to trust in your faithfulness. For you, Lord God, are a God of comfort and love. So we ask for you to help them to patiently wait on you and to not despair, to quietly wait for your peace, for you are Jehovah Shalom. For even though their hearts may be crushed in this moment, Lord, we know that you will not abandon them. So please show them your compassion. Help them through this pain. Help them to know that they will have hope again in you and to believe in your promise and your word to send them fresh mercies each and every day. Even if they can't see past this moment of grief, they can trust in your love, for your love will never fail them. For Jesus, you came to heal the brokenhearted. And even if their hearts are broken on today, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will heal their sorrow over losing their loved one. And we ask you, Lord, to comfort them because you love them and because you have promised them everlasting consolation and hope through your grace and through your mercy for blessed be to God, even the God of, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our mercies and the God of our comfort. Comfort them, Lord God, in their tribulations that they may be protected from any trouble and hurt as they walk with you, Lord, through the grief of losing their loved ones. In Jesus' name, we pray for all the members of Congress we pray for the armed forces of our nation. We pray as intercessors for all the people of Israel. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord God, help us to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you that we can stand in you, God, according to Psalm 91. You are our refuge and our fortress, and you are our God in whom we can trust. So we ask you, God, to cover each and every one of us right now with your feathers. Let us walk under your wings and take rest 
and let the angels' hands lift us up so we will not stumble or be hurt in any way. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the authority to tread upon the lion and the serpent and to trample them under our feet. Abba, Father, when we are in trouble and we call upon you, you will answer us and you will deliver us and you will honor us and satisfy us with a long life and continuously show us your salvation. We claim all victory for our lives. We reject all insinuations and accusations and temptations of Satan, and we affirm the word of God is true. We choose to live in obedience and to always fellowship with you. Abba, Father, we ask you to open our eyes. Show us any areas of our life that do not please you. Enable us to be aggressive in prayer and in faith. Enable us to practice the word and to give you your rightful place in our lives. Abba, Father, we place all of our cares, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our concerns once and for all upon you. For we know, Lord God, that you love us and you watch over your word to perform it. And Lord God, according to Hebrews 4 and 16, we will draw near confidence to your throne and your grace so that we will receive mercy and find grace in the time and hope in the time of need. So as we begin to take our phones off mute, we claim all of the above promises by faith for you and your Thank you, 
And I want to extend to you an invitation to go a little bit higher, to be a little bit more accountable and to have the courage on today to push your plate back, push your agenda back, push your objectives back and, and be quiet. Wait, wait, I say upon the Lord and he shall strengthen thine heart. Uh, you are absolutely welcome to join us as we fast and pray that God's will be done in our lives, that his perfect plan be manifest in the earth, that those that are uh, seeking the hand and the heart of the Father would find hope in our lives and our sacrifices. Just a really quick reminder before um, I begin this morning, I want to remind you to take a look at your phone, make sure that your phone is muted so that the playback is uninterrupted, and so that we can listen intently to what it is the Word of the Lord is going to share this morning. Guess what, y'all? I did not have to walk five blocks this morning to sit in my car to share. However, <laughs> Josiah's grandmother is here from Atlanta. He finished treatment on Monday and on Tuesday, which was yesterday, she arrived. And so I am in my garage sitting in my car. But if you don't know anything else about me at this point, I will do and be inconvenienced in whatever fashion uh, to give God his glory. And so this morning, um, I am sitting in the convenience of my own personal garage. <laughs> Praise God. And that's, it's not too cold out here. I think I'll make it this morning. Well, um, right before I begin, I want to give two really quick shout outs. Happy birthday to you, Pamela and Letitia, who share the same birthday. Um, I didn't get to say it the other day, but I pray that you have an amazing birthday. I love each of you. I appreciate your work behind the scenes and uh, all that you do. Hey, man. So this morning, um, my reading will be a little bit extensive. I'm going to be sharing from First Samuel, the 24th chapter, an extremely familiar passage of scripture. Um, we have been consistently talking about grace and all oh, for grace to trust you more. What I am uh, stumbling upon as I went and, and I meant to say it like that, as I am progressing and uh, moving forward, and I believe each of us will share the same experience, there are things that I recognize uh, take place as you transition into a place of purpose and or promise. And there are different levels of accountability that are required of who you are as God begins to, to lead and to pull you forward. Um, this is going to be more of a, uh, a teaching and training just with regard to entering into leadership as the world begins to open back up and, and things begin to shift and to change. You'll notice that things will begin to shift and to change all around you. And it requires a different level of accountability. It requires a different level of wisdom. It requires a different level of understanding and yielding yourself to the spirit and the power of what's working down on the inside of you. And that is the great gift of Holy Spirit, who is 
here to instruct us and to keep us close to the Father, keep us close to his will, to keep us close to his promises in what we call abiding. And um, one of the things about about grace is it works multiple ways. It, it is an extension of the hand of the Father. And as you are becoming, um, you learn certain things just about uh, leadership and what it means to honor those that are responsible for caring or nurturing you, even if it doesn't look like you think that it should. Amen. Um, I'm going to start with a, a really quick little story. The other day in preparation for Josiah's grandmother uh, to come and stay with us uh, in my third room in my house, there is a set of bunk beds. <laughs> and um, I had offered her my bed. She was like, no, Deanna, I'll just sleep in the, I'll sleep in the room with the bunk beds. It's fine. So I went to the store uh, and my first round was to Dee Dee's considering it, it's normally Simba's room and y'all, y'all don't know that much about my, my little friend, honey, our, our little puppy. People ask me what kind of dog he is. I say, oh, he's just a dog. He doesn't have a specific breed title none of that his name is dog and he's his name is Simba and he's a dog <laughs> and so normally that that is just kind of where he he'll go and he'll hang out so we went to the store I was looking for sheets and what I realized is that there aren't many options for twin beds especially at a place like Dee Dee's and I walked around each rack and I looked consistently I shifted things and Nothing but unicorns and butterflies, sharks and footballs, soccer balls and tennis balls, but there were no adult-type sheets for a twin bed. Um, And as I looked, I opened my mouth and I said, they don't have what I need. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Now, I was fully prepared, prepared to pay for the sheets, I was uh, I got in my car. I traveled to that location, but the reality was they did not have what I needed. They didn't have what I needed, so I had to go somewhere else to get what I needed. I left there and went to another location, and I got there, and again I saw a bunch of unicorns and butterflies, sharks and soccer balls and footballs for this twin bed. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I don't want to get unicorns and butterflies. Seemed to me like that would just be disrespectful for a grown woman to sleep on uh, sharks and footballs and carrying on. And so just as I was about to give up, what I noticed was there was one set of solid color sheets. And then I looked a little bit further and there was one comforter that had an adult appeal. I said all of that to say this. Sometimes you ask for something of people that they just don't have. They don't mean not to have it. They didn't know I was coming to buy sheets for a twin bed for my ex-mother-in-law. They had no idea. 
that I was just trying to make sure she was comfortable. Now I could have settled and went ahead and bought unicorns and butterflies, but there was just this thing down on the inside of me that that would probably annoy me if I were her. We, as we travel this thing called life, will run into people and places that do not have what we need. They don't have the grace for who you are, but it does not change that it is available somewhere. And when we rehearse what it looks like to demonstrate um, a certain level of grace, like I couldn't go to the counter and tell the people off because all they had was butterflies and unicorns. I had to go where I needed to go to find what I needed to find. That's kind of what grace does. That's kind of what grace looks like. And I, I couldn't disrespect the manager because they didn't have what I needed. I just needed to go where that thing was, right? And it meant that I had to have the grace. I could have stood in that store all day long. It's still uh, I still would not have been able to achieve or acquire that which I came for. And so here it is that we have First uh, Samuel, the 24th chapter. Uh, and in this, this chapter, it is um, David declaring that not only is he not a rebel, but I understand what the, the grace that you require. And I know that you are Lord over me. I know that you are Saul, um, the one in charge according to a position. But the grace on my life lets me know that I have already received a word from the Lord. There are things that some of you all have been told in your dreams, in your sleep, while you wake, in day visions, in night visions that God has equipped you for. Somebody needs to mute their line. Mute your phone for us. And I need you to get that this next level, um, as the world opens up, hopefully you've learned the things that you've needed to learn during the course of, quote unquote, this pandemic. This is coming from a person who's had a personal pandemic for the last five years. There are things, um, I I've spent much time in a cave, so to speak. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this story with you guys and be patient with me because it's, it's, it's a bit of reading, okay? All right. So again, First Samuel, I'm going to read it in the Message Bible because I want a two-year-old to be able to get this. When Saul came back after dealing with the Philistines, he was told, David is now in the wilderness of En Gidei. Saul took three companies, the best that he could find in all Israel. And he set out in search of David and his men in the region of the wild goat rock. He came to some sheep pens along the road. There was a cave there and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were hurtled far back in the same cave. David's men whispered to him, can you believe it? This is the day that God was talking about when he said, I'll put your enemy in your hand. You can do whatever you want to him. Quiet as a cat. David crept up and cut off a piece of Saul's royal robe, and immediately he felt guilty. He said to his men, God forbid that I should have done this to my master. 
God's anointed, that I should so much as raise a finger against him, God's anointed. Check with these words and uh, I'm sorry, David held his men in in check with these words and wouldn't let them pounce on Saul. Saul got up and left the cave and went down to the road. Then David stood at the mouth of the cave and called to Saul, my master, my king. Saul looked back at David. David fell to his knees and bowed in reverence and he called out, why do you listen to those who say, David is out to get you? This very day, with your very own eyes, you have seen that just now in the cave, God put you in my hand. My men wanted me to kill you, but I wouldn't do it. I told them that I won't lift a finger against my master. He's God's anointed. Oh, my father, look at this. Look at this piece that I have cut from your robe. I could have cut you. I could have killed you, but I didn't. Look at the evidence. I'm not against you. I'm not a rebel. I haven't sinned against you, and yet you've hunted me down to kill me. Let's decide which of us is in the right. God may avenge me, but it is in his hands, not in mine. The old proverb says, evil deeds come from evil people. So be assured that my hand won't touch you. What does the king of Israel think he is doing? Who do you think you're chasing? A dead dog? A flea? God is our judge. He'll decide who's right. Oh, that he would look down right now, decide right now, and set me free from you. When David had finished saying all of this, Saul said, can this be the voice of my son, David? You're the one in the right. He continued, you're heaping good on me. I've dumped evil on you. And now you've done it again, treated me generously. God put me in your hands and you didn't kill me. Why? When a man meets his enemy, does he send him down the road with a blessing? May God give you a bonus of blessings for what you've done for me today. I know now beyond a shadow of a doubt that you will rule as king. The kingdom of Israel is already in your grasp. Now promise me under God that you will not kill off my family or wipe my name off the books. And David promised Saul and went home and David and his men went up to their wilderness refuge. If that is not, not only a show of grace, but a demonstration of wisdom, a demonstration of exemplar behavior in the face of those that follow his lead, those that watched Saul hunt him down for no reason other than being green being envious and being jealous, being frustrated with the process and knowing that he had lost the power and maintained the position. But indeed, it was a fact so much so that he had to confess from his own mouth that Saul, uh, that David was chosen for a position he was holding. And in spite of his poor treatment, he had spent eons 
chasing David down for nothing other than being a whole entire hater, right? There are seasons in your life, especially when promotion is on the cusp, when promotion is on the brink of the waterfront. There are seasons in your life, and I need you to hear me, where people will not understand what it is that God is doing in your life, why it is that God has favored you for absolutely no reason. How come God always opens doors and makes ways for you for no reason, and you have to have the grace for some of you that'll be returning back to uh, worship into to churches where um, in, in some cases things have changed, in other cases they have not. But this is a season where gifts and callings that go without repentance will begin to manifest so that your purpose be fully lived out before the people. One of the things I love about this particular story is while David was an expert marksman. He was kind of like a Navy SEAL. He was exercised in battle. He had been fighting lions and tigers and bears with his bare hands. He had killed the Philistine and cut his head off in front of the enemy and in front of friends and foes. He had been uh, celebrated in the city and celebrated in the gates, but the truth is that sometimes uh, our gifts will bring uh, certain feelings in people that have nothing to do with you. The unfortunate thing is that most of the time they can't even explain to you or tell you what the problem is. I had a conversation uh, with a friend of mine on yesterday and we were discussing uh, someone that was not only envious, but had the unmitigated gall to confront them about something they couldn't change. See, when the favor of God is on your life, when the hand of God is on your life, there are certain things that will transpire and you'll find that you'll run into adversaries kind of everywhere. It's random. People get mad at you and get frustrated with you in your process for and and you might even be going through a place of pain or struggle or stress or strain and they still don't get it. It's kind of like those sheets I went to go get. <laughs> it, it's you know, I mean, I'm prepared to, to be a blessing to you. They may be part of your flock or your team. They may be part of, uh, of the people that you are familiar with. And one day, all of a sudden, something changes. And you have to know what it looks like to demonstrate the power of grace. Here it is that David uh is simply minding his business, doing what he is called to do. And that's fight. He was created to war. He was created uh, to destroy things that threatened uh, the masses. He was created to destroy and annihilate things that threatened societal norms and cultures and communities. And here it is that the leader, uh, the one that he served, the one that he worked for, he had the presence of mind in a place of obscurity, being uh, the one that went from cave to cave because he understood that I know that I'm here to serve you, but here it is that you want to hunt me down, mute your phones for us, you want to hunt me down and kill me, but I'm here to serve you. David had the wherewithal in spite of what the crowd was saying. Oh, man, check it out. 
he in here, he don't see us. His back is to you. You don't have to do nothing but walk up and cut his throat. <laughs> but David had the wherewithal to say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that because regardless of what he does, I have a responsibility. This next level uh, of promotion, this next level of transition, this next level where God is going to put you in a place where people are watching you, people are accompanying you, people are traveling with you, it will require a different level of accountability. It will require that you maintain your cool no matter what's going on. No matter who has it out for you, who cares? I'm not worried about any of that. You'll have opportunities even uh, to let folks have it when you feel slighted or thrown off or blown away. But just like David's company was telling him, look, God set you up for this. They'll even try to take the, the agenda that they have and blame it on God. But this next level, uh, there are going to be people in power and positions uh, that, that have, quote unquote, your fate in their hands. It will require a different level of relationship with God to be able to hear the voice of God and to know exactly how to move. It, isn't it something that after he cut the robe, when he could have killed him, immediately his spirit let him know that that was not the move to make. You're going to have to be paying attention to what thus saith the Lord concerning all matters, even when it comes to an enemy. I had a, a scenario um, in, in a, a Sunday morning worship service, and I won't tell you all the details, but what I recognize is that the person did not recognize what role and responsibility I had to play. And I could have very well flashed, <laughs> and rightfully so. But I thank God for the wisdom um, to know the difference and to honor the process. And as the process continues, the level of grace that we demonstrate is the same level of grace that we will receive because sometimes the shoe might be on the other foot. This is a season where not only will we be responsible for demonstrating a certain level of grace, but also uh, for being able to separate and discern the different voices of the crowds that are around us. We are stepping into enemy's territory and it's a new terrain. And, and as we enter the world and, and things are changing with people's perception as it relates to what they believe and how they believe, there are going to be instances where you understand that while you went to go buy the sheets, and I'm using this example because I want it to be practical, sometimes people don't have what it is that you are asking them for. Right. Sometimes people don't have the wherewithal or the capacity to give you what it is that you need. However, your life is a conduit of change. Imagine how David's company must have felt knowing that Saul had spent forever hunting him down and all he had to do was kill him and the whole thing would be over. But sometimes you have to wait. I love the fact that David waited for Saul to leave. 
And he didn't taunt him. He didn't tease him. He didn't make fun of him because he could have killed him. He didn't shame him even in front of his servants. He didn't shame him in front of his team, in front of his army. He had the presence of mind to go low, right? And and when I say go low, I mean go low in humility. And some people say, when they go low, you go high. Listen, when they go low, I go lower. You got to get to a place where you understand that Lower does not mean where you repay evil with evil, but it means that you can bow your head in full sheer confidence that God is your vengeance. He is your vindication. He is the one that will um, open the eyes of the understanding of those that have to watch you be promoted. David was wise enough to bow down and say, you are my whole master. I could have killed you, but I dare not because I understand the call on your life. I know that you are right now the select man of God, because if you weren't, you would not be in position. I know what I was told when I got called out of the field after being in the sheep gate. I understand that I am born to be a king, but it's not my turn yet. You have to have the grace to wait. David was sharp. He was attentive. He was consistent. He was um, a true leader. And he demonstrated what it looked like to show someone grace that had mistreated them, that had mistreated him, that had attempted to kill him on every single level from his reputation to his character to his very person. David was wise enough to know that it was his responsibility to interact with Saul as if he was a leader in spite of his attempts. Let me tell you something about the grace of God. The grace of God will give you a different level of compassion. You'll stop asking people for what they don't have. You'll stop expecting things from people that they don't possess. You'll start to move in a direction and move in a way in such that the people around you will begin to see how you exchange the grace of God on your life and extend the grace of God for theirs. David used wisdom, and, and he did it in such a way that Saul could do nothing but confess. And in the King James Version, it says Saul wept. Saul was shame of himself. And after a while, listen, I know that they don't particularly think you deserve X, Y, Z, or to be where you're supposed to be. I know that they don't think that God can necessarily um is on you for that season, but Saul had to confess out of his own mouth. Surely you have shown me kindness. In spite of my ratchet, nasty heart, you spared me. You did not hold me accountable to the history of what I had done. Now, how many of us can say on today, and, and if we just keep it 100, when you encounter people that don't treat you well, uh, when you encounter people that don't like you for no reason, they don't even know why they don't like you. They ain't really sure. <laughs> but how many of us can say this morning that we have the ability to demonstrate that level of grace, not just on our behalf, but to tell those that are with us, uh-uh, I don't care what he does. He is not responsible for my forever. I'm responsible for that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to demonstrate a, a greater grace toward this person. 
there are things in you that people want so bad that it makes them annoyed with your very presence. It's kind of like your your spirit irritates their demons. You know, you've heard that little saying. And so I, I want to encourage us this morning that as we go back out into the world and start to interact and, and God begins to promote and elevate you, don't be alarmed when people don't care for you. And I double dog dare you to use what it is that's down on the inside of you to demonstrate a level of grace that blows the mind of those that are around you, right? Ministry is a, a tricky thing. It, it can be uh, messy. It can be uncomfortable. It can be frustrating. Business is a tricky thing. It can be messy. It can be uncomfortable. Marriage is a messy thing. It can be uncomfortable. Listen, it can be beautiful and it can be horrible. All of these things in natural life, right? There is a different level of grace as you move forward in whatever your effort is that you have to have a different grace. Always remember this. If somebody is annoyed with you, if somebody is frustrated with you, you have something that they want. You have something that they need. And the beautiful thing is they recognize who you are. They know that the hand of God is on your life. They may never say it. They may never share that with you, but I need you to be completely aware. They ain't crazy. They know what time it is. The question I want to ask you is, how do you demonstrate grace for somebody that, number one, um, attempts to kill you? <laughs> how, how would you act? How would you behave? Right? And so as we, as we go into um, this next phase, we are, I can't believe we are six months into the craziest season, the craziest time of the world. We are moving into a different place where the world is about to open back up. But when you get out there after being in the cave, will you show up differently? Do you have the grace to show up with humility? with a, a, a mindset to be the bigger person, right? To be the one who demonstrates the grace of God. Do you have the capacity on today, right? To be something different, to not respond like the world expects you to respond, to not respond like the world in and of itself. It's that season, y'all. It's a season where um, people should meet us uh, with a, an open heart and a, a heart and a mind to to do it differently, to do it differently. We've we've talked about how His grace operates and, and how He keeps us and how He protects us, but this is a different type of grace. This is a grace to understand that everybody does not have what you need. Sometimes you got to go somewhere else, but in the process. You make sure that you demonstrate what it looks like um, for, for grace to abound. To give, give somebody a pass and make sure that as they watch you, you are operating from a place of humility, from a place of being governed by the spirit of God, by not allowing somebody else's tacky behavior to impact 
your kingdom behavior. We have a responsibility as we go forward to tread lightly as it relates to those who don't have what it is that we need per se, right? So that being said, I pray that something I said encouraged you to demonstrate a little bit more grace. Listen, people, you, you never know what somebody has gone through, right? What somebody has dealt with. It's our responsibility to demonstrate a greater grace. So that being said, listen, it's that time where we say good morning, good morning, God morning. Who's out there? Mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> good morning. It's Natasha, mic check. Hey. Good morning. One, two, one, two. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Have a good morning. <laughs> good morning, San Francisco Stephanie. <laughs> good morning, good morning sunshine. sunshine. Hey, Sunshine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Juju. Hey. Good morning, it's Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning, it's good mor Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Good morning, it's Moxie. Hi, Moxie. Hey. Good morning, Krishanda. Hi, Krishanda. <laughs> Hi, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning, it's Marsha. Hey, Marsha. Good morning. Good morning, it's Carla. Hey, Carla. Good morning. <laughs> Carla be trying to help me tonight. She's going to be trying. Hey, sis here. Carla be trying. She thinks she's slick. Good morning, it's Carla. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mona. If you, I mean, uh, Moni, if you on the phone, get her. <laughs> you must stop. <laughs> Good morning, it's Carla. That's heck of funny. <laughs> Good morning, anybody else? Good morning, it's Patsy. Hi, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. I heard two people. I'm sorry. I didn't hear somebody was saying it again. Good morning, it's Janelle. Hey, Janelle. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Sylvia. <laughs> good morning, family. It's magnificent. Hey, magnificent. Morning, D. Morning, family. It's Shell. Hi, Shell. But let me rephrase that. It's Restorator Rochelle. You, hey, you Restorator Rochelle. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning. It's good morning, me. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Any questions, comments, commentary this morning? Um, I'd like to lift up Sister Melinda. Her son is in a coma. What? What's her name? Melinda Avant. Melinda. And what's the baby's name that's in the coma? Baby. I can't hear you. I didn't hear you. Davion. Davion. 
anybody else? Amen. Any more questions? Go ahead. Oh, good morning to our family. Good morning, Dion. This is Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. I know. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Good morning, Dion. This is uh, Jubilant. Hey, Jubilant. I truly enjoy, well, I like the way you made that analogy. You know, when you're uh, going through these different stores and, you know, um, and how you um, basically were saying that uh, you can't expect, you know, in other words, not having these expectations for people, you know, or uh, trying to get something out of somebody that just doesn't happen to give. I just, Mm -hmm. that's something that really, like, resonated with me. Sometimes, you know, you can spend your whole life doing that, you know, have these expectations, be it people, be it, uh, you know, even going to church with, you know, using your gifts and stuff like that. So it just was something that resonated with me. Uh, and I just love the way you made, you unpacked that, your story. Amen. It's good stuff. It's real. We do it all day, every day. Saul didn't have it at all. He didn't have it to give David. But David had it to give him. Amen. Anybody else? This is Sister Lisa. Wait, hold on, oh, Sister Lisa. There okay. was somebody that was already. It was Dee Dee. Can you hear me? Oh, hey, Dee. Uh huh. I was just saying, with um, <clears throat> Jew kind of hit on it too, and um, I had to tell uh, Christina prayed me back because I had failed, y'all. It's not funny. My knee is so busted up at 53, laying here listening to you talk about um that part as far as. When we ask people of something that they just don't have, I think that we would all be free if we would, our expectations of others, because you just don't have it. That analogy was super dope, because even in relationships, even when we want people to heal or we think people should be, you know, different, right? We talked about a little bit yesterday, and I used my kids as an analogy, how, how they've watched me go through a whole bunch of stuff, right? So how do I expect them to just be at where I'm at at 53 spiritually? It's just not, they don't have it yet, but they can grow into it. Sometimes people don't have the grace for what we need, and we just can't give up on people, and we can't flash. And like you said, it's so, your this share this morning, even when you talked about the incident at church, I get all of that. Going back to church, like me, I, it, what are you going back to? If you, if it's, if there's no change, what are you going to do? We have to just, um, just grow. It's just all still, it, to me, it still goes back to just growing in grace and just working. Like I'm working so much on me, but I can't get, I can't expect anybody else to give grace for me. If they don't have it, they just don't have it. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay, I'm just uh, I'm I'm saying like I heard. Thank you for your decoration. It just made me realize my grandson is 26, and so uh, this past weekend we were together, and um, he was just cussing and cussing and cussing and cussing. I said, "Why are you cussing uh, everything that you say?" And he said, "Well, where do you think I got it from?" Oh. And it kind of, it hurted me to my core, like, wow, 
because I used to cuss all the time as um, when I when he was a kid. So therefore, I couldn't even speak. But I said I'm not cussing now. But even though I'm changing, I can't expect him to have, um, like you said, grace. You know, far as not cussing in front of his grandma because that's all he knew of me. But I'm changing, and I told him I'm not cussing now. So. And then I also said, well, then how can you keep using what God has already forgave me for, you know, and I went off there. So that probably wasn't good either. <laughs> I'm asking the question. That, and so now I'm just letting him just, you know, get away from him when he start cussing instead of uh, justifying why he shouldn't be doing it now because I stopped cussing. And, you know, I just need some uh, input on that. And so well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and to be real honest, you, you correct the behavior with correcting yours. Yeah. That's all. But he's still cussing. But yeah, just let him cuss and stay away from him or still I still love him, but it's just that when I come around he just cuss like a sailor like but I'm not cussing now. So I'm changing it. But he can't change. I can expect him to change um right away. Well, no, you can't expect them to change right away because it's not something you establish from the gate. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? It's, yes, it's, yes, it's a process. Yes. You you just keep on demonstrating the love of God because the 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 truth is that as a as a grown up, if you hadn't already, you know, established that right. as you know a certain level of respect, you you right. have to establish it. But don't hold yourself hostage to that process you just be what see like like david could have held saw hostage yeah david could have done what was expected by those that were surrounding him but but what he did was he set the example you just keep setting the example of not doing it especially okay. if he said to you out of his mouth where you yeah. think i got it from and yeah yes yo back yo bad okay <laughs> Good yeah, morning. yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Good morning, Sue. It's, it's magnificent. I would I, I would offer too to um when the opportunity comes up again, um, to apologize for him for the example that you set for him because yes. when you know better you would do better. So you offer your humility and um like she said, yes. continue to accept the example, but apologize for the example that you set for him in the past and now you're going forward and doing a new thing and invite him to join you. Okay, That's thank good. you. That was good, 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 Dondre. Pastor Dion, I mean Pastor yeah. D, can yeah. um can you use that same example um that you gave with the sheets and stuff um for prayer for praying um and tell me what, what you I mean. mean, huh? Tell me what you mean. Uh, okay, so what I mean is um I know uh, um. Not uh, a lot of people say um, when people pray, um, they have reached, uh, I guess they reached the point where um, God came in and, um, but, and I, I'm not, I'm not being hard on myself, but I am being hard on myself because, um, and I, I understand when you guys say, you know, where you're supposed to read your word and where you say study to show thyself approved and stuff like that. So right now, how I want my prayer 
I'm probably going to get myself in trouble, but how I want my prayer to come out, it's not coming out. And so that stops me a lot from um, praying because it's like I'm tired, not new stuff. I'm tired, not new words coming out my mouth. And I guess I don't have enough word in me um, for new stuff to uh, come out my mouth. And I'm not, um, um, I'm not trying to uh, be like uh, Christina. She did a great job in praying. She praying the word and stuff like that. But it's like, it's been a struggle. Like when I, um, pray is like the different words like if I do study maybe I'm not study enough um they it's not coming out it's like 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 nothing comes like I want to and I'm like man and then I kind of push back and say well this is a waste of time so, because so let me let me help you let me help you because I, I hear what you're saying now now I understand so let me tell you what that is that's that's a spirit of comparison. You keep on expecting words that you want to hear when the reality is that the word of God says this, if you, if you open your mouth, he will fill it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have an expectation that is supposed to sound a certain way. That's, that's creating unnecessary pressure for yourself. And the reality is, it's a it's a new journey for you. It's you ain't been doing this forever and ever. You no. understand what I'm saying, right? Mm. So the the goal is, the key is, getting enough word in you that it does come out. It may not oh. ever come out like something you've heard, right? And the yeah. truth is, even my prayer life and and how I have progress and evolved in prayer, it changes. Sometimes it's just like I'm having a conversation. So I, I'm I'm what I'm saying is um, there there is a spirit of combating um low self worth that you deal with more than you lacking your prayer language words. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You beat yourself up for absolutely no reason. Just keep going. Just keep going and quit expecting it to sound a certain way. Have a conversation with God. Even if it sounds just like this. Go ahead, sis. Hey, good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Hey, Cynthia. Um, I hear you. And... um. What I heard as you were speaking was that part of part of what you also hear through people praying is experiences they've been through. And if you've not experienced certain things, there's a certain depth in prayer for me. I'm just going to say that. Um, because through every situation that I've been through, um, because in those, as you're going through those situations, it forces you to, well, it forced me to spend more time with God because I, uh, and, and with the Holy Spirit, because I needed direction. I needed comfort or I needed uh, whatever it is that I needed at that moment as I was going through a prolonged 
trial or even something that was short but very intense. Whatever the case, um, I spent I had to spend more time with him. And so in spending more time with him and asking questions or venting or whatever it is that I was doing in my prayer, prayers to him, um, a cert- I grew up. I grew a little bit more. I ain't completely fully grown in the spirit, but I grew a little bit more. So it added to the <clears throat> to the depth and the intensity of my prayer. And so you don't get that because you read the just because you read the Bible. You're not going to get that just because you're on the call. You're you're going to get some of that through the experiences that you have. I also agree with Dion is that that's part of your challenge is comparison, not just even with the prayer. It's just part, even before, now you've, you've grown some, and I'm saying this to you because I believe you're going to accept it and you're not going to run away and be offended. That's why I'm saying it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you um, wouldn't talk because you didn't think that, you know, you um, had really value to add, and wow, you do. And so this is just another level for you of growth. And so what I would, what I would, what I would suggest is that you not, focus on what other people are doing and how they're doing it because we don't know the backdrop. We don't, we don't know. We see the, what we, in our eyes, it's a finished product. Oh, wow. They are really spiritually mature. They really spiritually mature, but you don't know what it took to get to that point. So here's what I would suggest is that you would keep doing what you're doing and that you engage the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I want to be, I want to be an effective, whatever it is that you want to be. I want my prayers to be um, effective. I want them to be, I want them to be pleasing in your sight. I want them to please God. Just express what you're expressing right here. Teach me, teach me how to pray, Holy Spirit, because at the end of the day, we really don't know how to pray. No shame, Christina, but listen to what I'm going to say right quick. As well as Christina prays, she don't really have the answer. She don't really have the solution. She's better, right? But but I'm going back to what the Bible says. Men do not know how to pray as they are, so we depend on the Holy Spirit. The other thing, too, is in your private time, it's the last thing, in your private time, spend more time listening as opposed to talking. Because that now it's not just a monologue, it's a dialogue because you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I, I, I hope that helps. Um, thank you. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yo, yo. <clears throat> yo, yo. Uh, uh, great declaration. I just wanted to piggyback on what you and, and Tanya said. Um, one of the things I understand, too, and, and as a teacher, um, you have to recognize, and this is to the, to the young lady, that one of the... Uh, greatest tools of the enemy is to discourage those who are trying to trying to better stuff, whether it's 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 learning the word or whether it's praying. And you know, actually the title Satan means accuser of the brethren brethren. So and and, and 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 you know, because I deal with it a lot of times too, as a musician, I used to always and and, and sometimes I still do fall in that trap of, of comparing myself. Um, when you deal with cats like uh, Dave Jackson and, and, and Joshua, and I've been, you know, I've been playing for a lot of years, and 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 what I had to recognize is that uh, there are different levels too. Some people are just gifted at what they do. Some people are they just have that gift of prayer. That's that's what they do. 
But in order to become better, you have to understand, just like if you want to lose, say, 40 pounds, okay, you go to the gym. You know when you go to the gym, you know that the first day or even the first uh, uh, couple of months, you just ain't going to drop it like that. You're not just going to go in there and, 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 and have a body like, like somebody might say, ooh, it's all like that. And like Tanya said, you don't understand what they go through, but part of that is genetics too. But you can be the best you that you can become, but after you have to remember that it is a process. So don't fall for the enemy when the enemy that little voice says, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not doing this right. I should have more word. Like we say always here. Don't quit, keep coming. You'll win if you don't quit. Understand, my sister, that it is a process, and keep doing it. Just keep coming. Just keep doing it. And Tanya says, ask, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. It will come. The Bible says this, that the work that was completed in us, started in us, will be completed. And that's God's word. So we have to believe in God's word in that I can become the best me I can. And you can become the best you you can. So just keep coming. And if you have a real desire... Google prayer, pick up some books on prayer, and 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 you can read about that along with your with with the word, and you can begin to pick up the vocabulary of prayer too, because that's a that's a big thing too. There's a there's a type of vocabulary of prayer, and you can shape it to be yours. God will bring out the gift in you. God will bring out the ability in you as long as you keep coming. That's all I got to say. Wonderful decoration. Love everybody. Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, hey, good morning. Hey, go Hi. ahead, Mark. Hey, you know, um, I just had to chime in real quick because one thing I could um, um, say when it comes to attacks, when it comes to the prayer, you know, because um, I definitely know, you know how the enemy uh, for sure attacks um, for me, but it, it truly is um, when you, it's, you, we all have a unique sound, and, and, and I have learned that. Yo, yo, everybody have a unique sound, and, and God loves all our sound. He loves all our sound. So which I just feel like it's the more I got, the more I get in the Word and definitely ponder it, and then when I be praying, I feel the Word coming through me. That's when you just be like, wow, look at, you know, you feel the Holy Spirit like that's when he says he bring it to your remembrance and, you know, uh, of what you, you know, um, have read or whatnot. You just, it is, I know it's so hard not to compare, you know, but you cannot because I know that that was for me too because I was like, oh, sure, I guess I didn't make the cut for money, you know. I'm like, many body, my couple said, uh, what'd you say? She was like, I can't sing no more. I said, why? We're greeters. <laughs> And holsters now, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> God is so different. What I think I do tell you is, it is in the word, and don't run from that. It's in the word, and it will come out as you just trust in your sound and know that you know um, who you talking to, who you, who's in your presence. When I block all that other stuff out, it's, it it just be so much better, and you feel the peace, you feel the Holy Spirit. I don't know how to describe it to you, but you have to definitely get more. Um, it definitely comes from the word. You can't, it can't, it can't, you can't do it without it. 
Okay, thank you, thank you. And I just want to say, Pastor um, Dion, I I always enjoy your declarations. Um, they they bring a lot out of me. I just want to say I thank you and I appreciate you, and I thank you for uh, you know just your testimony and the life that you live in in front of us. I truly thank you for that. God bless you. Amen. God bless you too, guys. Hey, Dion. Hey, Dion. Oh, hi, Gloria. And I heard somebody else. Who was that? Oh, my God. Oh, Gloria. Okay. Oh, that, was, that was Lisa B. So go ahead, Gloria and Lily. Okay. So um, thank you for the declaration this morning. It actually tuned right into where my, my thoughts this morning, waking up in my meditation time, um, because I had been praying to the Lord about um, just relationships and and wanting what my want was for a relationship and, and being able to hear the Holy Spirit speak and the question me about my, what's my reason for wanting that? Don't, don't the other, the other people involved, don't, don't they have the right to embrace or, um, you know, to accept who they want to, how they want to, and to, to, to examine my own, my own self need for it and to rep- I had to repent because I was asking I was asking for something that they're not able to give me and so uh, in that it, and so I just thank him for allowing this de- declaration this morning to to minister to me about that and to be able to say and he, the scripture he brought back to my mind was that as much as it be in you to be at peace with all men. And then I owe nobody anything except to love them. So I, I appreciate God for that. And I appreciate him for what I do have and the, the, the experience and the relationships that I do have. And, and I, I, I thank him for the opportunity to e- express even more gratitude for that and to keep praying for the other stuff too. So I'm going back on mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And amen. I I agree. Thank you for um, yeah. Thank you for for that, Chloe. Very good. Go ahead, Lisa. But you know what? I'm sorry. I'm coming right back. I just thought about it. When the insanity, that's what you with the declaration did for me this morning. When I thought about it, I didn't realize the insanity of what I was doing by continuing to do that. You know, you keep doing the same thing but expecting different results. Like why you keep going to this person for this? And they keep showing you and telling, showing you and that you're not going to get it. You know what I mean? Because, because of, of I always say this because of the idea, the dream that you have in your head of what you want. That's crazy, Mona. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. You know. But I always joke around with myself sometimes. It's like, you know, the insanity. You know, of you know doing the same thing, expecting a different result. You know what I'm saying? I love when I get woken up out of it. Thank you so much for doing that this morning because I didn't even think about that in the relationship department. You get what I'm saying? Uh huh. Listen, like I said, I could have stood. I could have stood at that store all day. They still wouldn't have had the sheep. <laughs> like I, you know, still at that relationship after 15 years. They still ain't giving you what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Right. I don't have to for a new store, hunty. Quick, quick, <laughs> get slow. Go ahead, Lisa. Dang, Moxie Mona, that was like a light bulb moment, huh? 
<laughs> Man, that right there will lend to so much freedom um, and relieve a whole lot of stress. Uh, several things, Miss Ma'am, this here morning. Um, <laughs> listen, first of all, yes, Moni, go ahead and get Carla. I, I get her. Agree. Get her. Get her. Get her. You might want to. Yes, absolutely. This is Carla. Are you kidding me? Don't do that. And you were home thug in the I, I meant to co-sign when she said it, but I just waited that part. <laughs> she a whole thug, though, Lisa. I mean, I'm and it's magnificent. Wait, and we're presented with so much class. You know, I my voice. Yes. We know Carly. She was presented fight. with so much class. She be done tricked you. You be like, what just happened? Slap me. Listen, <laughs> I would never in my whole life the way she could some Good morning, Mrs. Carla. Are you serious right now? Ma'am. She's straight ma'am, professional. Look. Ma'am, don't do that. You disrespectful, ma'am. Yes, right. You're a, so, you're a okay. son in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> in Jesus' name, right. So um, your your scripture, you quote so often, um, Psalms 119 and 130, um, the entrance of your word, the teaching, the um, enlightenment, if you will, of your word um, brings light. It brings understanding. It brings to us what we need as it is um, entered in, right? So um, real quick, just talking about um, how we compare ourselves to others, especially in the area of prayer. I think one thing we, we forget, and I, I ditto everything everybody said about it, but one thing we forget is that God's not asking us to repeat King James to him, right? It is the interest of his word. As we get the understanding of his word, it gets inside of our hearts. Not only that we don't sin against him, but we hide his word in our heart. Now, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So it will come out of you. may not come out of you in King James, but the principle of his word, which is important, because repeating it is not necessarily the thing. Right, they come back by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We want to repeat the word as close as we can possibly. That's true, that's fine. But God is not confused when He knows that you are repeating the principles of His word according to His word back to Him so that His word doesn't return to Him void. So, listen, I don't sound like everybody else, and I've read King James for a while that King James comes out sometimes, right? It just is what it is. That's what I put in my heart. But I'm reading other versions too. But the bottom line is getting the principle of what he has said so that. I communicate his word back to him in faith and not in doubt because I know what his word says and that's what I'm standing on, the principle, not the letter of the law, but the principle of his word and what Christ has done for us. So I wanted to share that. Another thing, listen, that whole story made me think about how I have felt like I've been in the wilderness for um, transitioning churches. And what I've come to see is that sometimes, and I've heard so many different stories from so many different people about outgrowing where they are or feeling like they're not getting fed or feeling like they're starving or whatever it is. And my mentor told me something a long time ago, which now I really believe. I understand we go to church to get fed um, and we should be growing where we are, but it's not that person's responsibility. It is my responsibility to get from God what I need. And if I go there, because he sent me there and they can't give me what I need it's because they need what I have just like what you said so I just wanted to put it in a different way looking at what Saul did um, as he responded he didn't stop he ended up turning back I think um, um, Phil was looking at David later but he got out of that situation but David offered honor to Saul 
he honored him because of the position that God placed him in, even though his lead um, was about to end. And you talked about waiting for the appointed time, basically for when it's time for the elevation. You don't have to move nobody out of the way. God will do it. And oftentimes we mess up because we take matters in our own hands, trying to fix it and get it settled because we know what God said. But it doesn't mean because he said it that it's a now, right now. And so I just love the story that David honored him. He had every, he had several opportunities um, to do away with Saul and take over. But what would that have gained him? What would that have profited him? And so he honored him. And so some of you might be in a place where if you do go back to church, you feel like you've been on declared victory. Your eyes have been enlightened. You've learned a whole lot of things and you've grown quite a bit. And the sad truth is that some people haven't, even through this pandemic. And you will go back to church and you will sit by some people who have not. The thing is for us to let our light shine, to be that light, to teach what we have been given now. As we learn, we grow, then we teach others. Um, and even in the position of where you think, oh, I'm done here because, you know, I, I'm not getting what I need. They don't have necessarily to give what you need, but what we have been given, we now have the responsibility to go back and give wherever we are until God moves us to do something different. So it teaches us a whole level when we honor, come from a place of honor, which is humility. It teaches us a whole um, different way to move around in the situations that we find ourselves in. Just wanted to share that. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Very, very good. Drop the mic. Listen. Just want to put this in, uh, um, Lisa. What you said, you know, especially about that. If if you're in a place where where you feel like they're not feeding you, and and and, and it's probably they need what you do. Jesus said to his disciples, "It is my meat to do my Father's will." And sometimes it's our Father's will to put us in those places. But if we're doing what our Father's will is, and that's feeding, that's ministering, that's uh, uh, um, operating in, in, in the best way, our, our best capacity to do our assignment, then we will get fed because that is our meat. Wherever we go, whether it's a mega church, whether it's Axel, whether it's a little storefront, storefront uh, um, place, wherever God placed you to be at, as long as you're doing his will, you will yes. get fed. Yes. The blessing comes in the obedience of yielding and submission. Right. Exactly. And he does give us what we need. I love that. Yes, exactly. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Hi. Um, wonderful word. Hi. How are you doing, Pastor Dion? I'm good. How are you, Princess? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you so much for your word today. And you spoke to me. So many. God spoke to me through you, and so, you know, so many things that you said um, about like going to the same place or the same person, um, you know, seeking, seeking help or whatever. And, you know, the answers continue, you know, to be no. And I was reminded about how when Jesus went back to the disciples, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, before he was about to be taken um, and crucified, he went to his, he asked his disciples to stay up and pray while he goes stay up and I'm sorry to stay awake and not sleep while he goes away and prays and he had to go back he even Jesus had to go back to the disciples three times and each time he went back they were sleeping so um it just reminded me too of um just even areas I have going on right now with the whole family situation I keep going to the same thing and I realize God's saying hey this is yours this is this is your assignment so I just thank him for that and I just wanted to share real quick about um praying um, how I pray to God. I feel very elementary too, Cynthia. I don't um, 
there's so many wonderful prayer warriors on this call, but I just always seek a relationship with God, no matter what. So my thing, my, my intention is in the morning, talk to God, like, you know, I was out taking the garbage and I just see how beautiful the sky is. I see how beautiful the trees are. I thank God for his creation. Um, some days I, you know, it's harder for me to, um, get motivated. I'm like, God, just remind me that you're there. Don't let me forget. You know, I want to continue to just have, um, relations with you throughout the day and not get too busy. And God will remind me, you know, it's just when you start asking him for, to show himself, he will show himself. Um, if you continue to just listen and be, stay quiet and, um, just take your time alone and just be with the Lord. So I just wanted to share my prayer, how I pray, and I hope this blesses you or someone. Okay, going on mute. Right, this is Thank you, Janelle. Um, I wanted to say something. All right, now I had turned my life back to God. I'm going through a process, but I have a neighbor that just keeps jumping on me because right now I'm in the process of God. I'm still smoking cigarettes, and I'm trying to get over and to be delivered from it. And it's just really, I don't understand why they're doing this to me. You know, I'm just trying. You finished? I'm sorry. No, I'm just trying. You know, they're being appreciated for it. And she says she's a Christian. But I don't understand how that is with God to be loving and praying for me instead of trying to condemn me. Because, you know, it's a process I'm going through right now with Jesus. And well, I'm just trying to understand. So. So I'm going to tell you two things, any and everything that we do, um, and and just um, with the perception that I have, mm-hmm. um, you're just starting, right? It's just you just beginning your process. Just stay yeah. in the process and get off your head. After a while, you will change your mind about how you feel, even about smoking. Like that's that's not the the, the biggest deal at this point. Mm-hmm. It's surrendering and submitting your heart to God. And mm-hmm. you do that every day. So so the word says we die daily. So some old habits die hard. Don't don't focus on that. Focus on building when you build the relationship, mm-hmm. everything else starts to change. But at the end of the day, nothing changes until you decide it's time for it to change. Right that. That's that's not gonna keep you from Jesus. They might kill you sooner, <laughs> considering what it is, right? But it's it's not gonna keep you from the promises of God. So don't beat yourself up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just you know, start cutting back. You know, I mean, it's it's a process. You said it yourself. Just respect the process. It's okay, but don't don't be traumatizing yourself. That's not gonna help you. Because right now, what you're doing is guilting yourself. I can hear it. Yeah, and I get and I get it from the neighbor, you know, who says she's a Christian and stuff, and it's like, but don't, uh, she don't, don't have Jesus, you know. Don't don't listen to her, honey. She's retarded. That's I'm gonna say it. Just like she's retarded. Don't listen to her, because that don't have nothing to do with your salvation. You you a Christian that still smoke. You you will stop eventually. Yes, honey, ma'am. Just, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call your neighbor retarded. Even though she's Give her probably, the other R. She's religious, maybe. But she's religious. <laughs> Don't listen to her, honey. I will put my, I will put my fingers in my ears. Honey, shut up. 
Because I mean, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm coming back to, you You know, it's a process to read right now. And then it's, and I'm not, you know, I'm trying to, you know, to get some training. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying. I wasn't, I wasn't natured when I was baptized in Philadelphia. I was not natured at all. And so it was, I mean, nurtured. And um, I'm trying to get back to that, back to that where I, you know, I used to walk and talk with her. And it's been a long time. So I have turned my life back around. And so it's like the devil, I mean, attack, attack more and more really hard. Because well, I think I have something great in me that, you know, my purpose in life. Because they're coming at me all sides and all, I mean, it's everywhere. Absolutely. Tell, tell me your name again. Janelle. Janelle. Okay. So, so Janelle, listen. So, so God has put you in a situation where you got a, 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 a I'm, and I'm going to say something. This, this going to be on blast. It's folks right now that'll pray you under the table mm. and smoke like a train right now on this phone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. Don't pay me no attention. Are you attention. telling the truth? <laughs> Why are you telling Listen, the truth? Don't, 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 don't pay me no mind, honey. I just, some stuff. We we just you beating yourself up. I promise on everything that's dear to me for something that don't have nothing to do with nothing, girl. If you don't keep going, keep showing up and keep growing. Watch what God will do. Get off your head. Stop it. Yeah, Stop that's it. I need to get out my head. Yeah, like that's that's right now. That's not the preliminary issue. The pre- preliminary focus should be learning how to abide in Him, and that's an everyday. Step by step process, girl. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. The, the way I do. I, I love Jesus. I, I every you know, I get up in the morning. I pray, you know, and then I used to pray in my closet. And they listen to my prayer in the closet, and you know, we try to uh, talk about what I'm praying for. And so it's, it's just really, uh, you know, it's just really hard for me right now because I have a lot of bad spirits around me. Well, it sounds to me like you might need to move around. You might need to relocate, honey, and quit letting your neighbor in your house, honey. You should put up, get out of here. No man who keeps sending me to hell. Lady, leave me alone. What in the world? Mm-hmm. Be quiet, you know, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you got to demonstrate a level of grace. Just say, uh-huh, all right, well, thank you. And I pray for them. And keep doing it. Thank you. Hey, Deanna, restored, Rochelle. Hey, Don't say nothing to me. Don't say nothing to me. Right. (laughs) That whole declaration was for me this morning. And, Janelle, it's a process to progress, but you have to keep moving. You cannot let the sound of the enemy distract you. So remember, it's always a process. It's continuous to progress. So you have to, like Dion said, abide in him and allow him to order your footsteps. Um, and I just want to tell you that I can't stand my big sisters, but I love my doulas. If I tell you between you and lady, um, <laughs> oh, my God, the whole message was for me this morning. So I thank God um, for his Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us in all truth and our righteousness, and um, it was just on point. And Lisa, 
it's just amazing. It's just amazing when you get revelation and God confirms what he's been saying um, to you through other people. You receive that, but you receive it in knowing that it's confirmation from him. So I thank God for you. Love you, sis. Love you. I love you too, little baby. Hi, <laughs> this is Tanya. Good morning. I just want to ditto with Rochelle. Hey, I just want to ditto with Rochelle just said. I uh, do a prophetic class in the morning, and that's what it said. Reveal to God, reveal um, what you what you want me to guard in my life, and I put down, you know, I write down what, and it was my tongue and the way I reply and speak and speak to others, you know, doing business, trying to deal with people, and you just put confirmation on how, you know, when you said about dealing with people, they may not like your spirit, or you may, they may like your spirit. You don't know what you're gonna go out here and be up against. So just know that, you know, don't expect nothing of people, and then. The way you said it was so awesome because it's it was just complete confirmation. Like Rochelle said, I needed to hear it, and it confirmed what I, the prophetic, what I wrote down this morning. And I put to guard my tongue and to guard the way I reply and the way I respond to others. So thank you so much for your word. Love you. Praying for you. Amen. Love you, too. Hey. Um... I just want to say, and this is especially for um, people who may be um, new to the line or some of the people that spoke out about what they're challenged with, first of all, um, kudos for for having the courage to speak out and share your struggles and what you're going through, because being vulnerable is is not hard. Um, The enemy wants us to be in shame so that we're they were silent and, and isolated, and so reaching out to a community, and one is wonderful and loving and supportive as, as Declare Victory is, is huge. Um, one of the things that I'm reminded of is the importance as we talk about grace, of giving yourself some grace. And um, what I mean by that is, is is the not being so hard on yourself, just to kind of reiterate what people have already said. And I found personally in my own struggle and walk that that was, a, that was big for me because I had these expectations of, who I'm supposed to be and where I'm supposed to be, and then I'm beating myself up because I'm falling short. Um, But that is totally counterproductive to where you're trying to go. So you've got to have some grace for yourself. When you you fall down, it's okay as long as you get back up and you don't don't stay there Um, because you got to keep, you got to keep going. And so the, the part about the process and what Rochelle said was, Right, Rochelle said, was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, you know, we want to be in a certain place. If we have this desire in our heart to be somewhere that we're not yet, then that means there's a process to get there. There's a process through everything, and that is going to be part of the struggle. And I feel like, for me at least, when I accepted that it it's a process, <laughs> there are no shortcuts. There's no way around. You just got to go through the process. That in and of itself was some level of peace to say, okay, God, you know, this is where I am, and I am working on um, seeking you diligently and fervently. And, you know, the stumbles that come with that are part of the process, and I'm not going to let that hold me down. I'm going to keep going. So just keep going. Don't be discouraged when it gets hard. I mean, you'll have your moments, but don't stay there. Just just keep going. And I love to clear victory. Thank you for everybody <laughs> who pours into this ministry and what you do, it is it is life changing. So just thank you. Okay, back on mute. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, Tash. 
Good morning. Good morning. We love you too. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tony. It's, it, I thank God for the word this morning. It's hard not to come on and not to say nothing because God is a good God. Yes, I just may. wanted to say, um, I heard you talk about when people want something. And I have a friend, and she used to always say, my grandmother gave me everything. I didn't have to wait for anything. I said, but now you want, you're transforming now, becoming to know God. You have to wait. He's going to tell you yes or no, or maybe wait. So she's like, well, that's hard for me to do. I said, well, most times we want what other people want or have. And I begin to think about the Ten Commandments, like don't covet your neighbor's house. You can't always have what other people have because you don't know what they went through to get what they got. They had to suffer. Yea, thou walk through the valley of shadows of death. I don't feel no evil. So we have to go through. And if we never go through, we never get where God wants us to be. And in due season, he will exalt us. So I just wanted to say that I have been experiencing that with my friend with her wanting things and I don't pray. I want to pray like her. I want to speak like her. Well, it's not your time yet. Because we don't want to put down what we are doing to suffer, to go through, to get what God has for us. So that's all I wanted to say this morning. Thank you. Very good, Tony. Thank you for sharing that. And and absolutely, honey, David probably gave the best example, you know, of, of um, well, I won't say the best. He gave a great example of what it looks like to cotton-picking weight. And listen, can you, you imagine... Um, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this in any means to make anyone feel less than or smaller than anything, but what, what I understand without a shadow of a doubt, especially in, in my process, um, I'm very grateful that I understand when the seasons of my life cause me to sit down and wait, you know, I just spent nearly um, good morning, guys. I just spent nearly two months with my whole entire life arrested. There was nothing I could do, nothing that, but what I did, right? And so I just, I want to, and the crazy part is in the middle of the process, God consistently um, revealed things to me while I sat. See, and sometimes the waiting process is nothing more than a time for God to download certain things into your heart and into your mind so that when you go out again, you have not only a greater grace, but you have a greater level of information, right? A greater, a greater degree of wisdom. Sometimes waiting is about teaching you. So, so even David's example, um, he was, while he could have killed Saul, the ultimate goal was, that he demonstrate the level of honor that he did to his troop, to his team, right? And so don't despise that. Don't, don't despise that. Trust the process. Trust the process. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I would just like to add a little salt into the mix, please. Um, okay. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I I always go back to the same thing, which is um, what Pastor says, and the word says, the interest of his word brings light. And the only reason I keep bringing that up, because those are the things that really help me to grow and to heal. Um, so going back to spiritual warfare, when you 
start to um, cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, there's going to be a battle if you um, put the word on your situation. So today is a day of fasting. That's a part of spiritual warfare. If you can kind of, like they said, cut back on the cigarettes or whatever it is, it don't even have to be that. It was me, my flesh. It was weed for me. It was men for me. It was all kinds of different stuff. But asking God to create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me to know also every morning when I was getting in the shower that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and that my soul knows right well and God knew what he made in me. So those are the things that started, I started planting in me and I would say it over when I felt a certain way or when a spirit would hit me or somebody would say something or capture, casting down imagination. So I captured that thought and threw it down. God created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. When those things try to come up against you, if you battle it with the word, that's kind of what spiritual warfare means. You, you battle those things back with the word. And it's tiring. You're going to be tired because um, those old familiar spirits and those habits do not want to go away um, quickly or easily. And I agree with everybody. So it is a process. So um, give yourself some love and grace, but um, prepare to engage in warfare, sis. I love you. Have an awesome day. Thank you for that. Good morning. I've been sitting here listening to everybody. I don't I lately I haven't been saying anything. I've been really listening. I'm learning to be a better listener. But what I want to say this morning is something that we all have to remember. When we confess Christ and he comes to live in our heart, that other person is still there. We have two natures that we're fighting a good one and a bad one. And whichever one you feed, that's who's going to be in control. So this is why it's so important for us to stay in the Word. Continue praying. Because that battle's going to always be there. And like, um, I think it was, uh, what was his name? Yo-Yo said. Oh. Um, loves to get us confused and and you know, beating up on ourselves. But God don't want us to do that. We serve an awesome God, and he's just, he's just sometimes waiting for us to stop and look to him for everything. Not some things, but everything. But remember, we have two natures, and we got to feed the right one. All the yeah. time. God bless you. You know, I love this. I love your declarations all the time, Dad. You make me think. <laughs> you make me really think. Bless oh, you, really? guys. I love. I love this. I just love this forum. You know, um, I just thank God for your obedience, because um, it, it it brings stuff out of us, and and it's a safe place to talk and say things, because you always get good feedback. Amen. Have a blessed day, y'all. Well, I'm glad. I guess I guess seven years later, you you might like us a little bit. You think? She's <laughs> showing up. Well, at least I ain't crying. <laughs> you ain't crying. Every time I get on the phone, you have me crying. You ain't cried in a while, girl. She ain't cried in a minute. I'm that one right there. <laughs> Amen. <Wow. laughs> I have one more share. Um. Oh, about Carla being a thug. Yep, I absolutely um, witnessed one of her miracles. I'm not going to share. I'm going to leave that testimony for her to share. But, yes, yeah, she know. Um, 
Also, too, I'm a huge proponent of therapy and all the blessings that God gives the doctors to help us with. And so one of the things that really blessed my life was um, Dr. Bartholomew. And I was like, you're one of the disciples, Dr. Bartholomew, so I'll call him Dr. Bart. But anyway, he helped me with my thinking. So put this rubber band on your And every time you think something that is not of God or one of the thoughts that hurt you, um, like Mona was talking about, um, Moxie was talking about um, thinking she could get something from a certain person that wasn't, um, didn't have the capacity to give us. So when you feel a certain kind of way, feel sad about that or, or, or reaching out for things that are not good for you, if you pop that rubber band on your wrist and it gives you a pain and remember how much you're causing yourself pain by thinking that way. And then that's a part of reminding you to capture that thought and then replace that feeling or that thought with the scripture, whatever your scripture is that God gives you again, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. There's many, many, many um, that I open my mouth with wisdom and on my tongue is a law of kindness, whatever it is, Lord God. So just want to say, love you family. Keep it going. Wait, can't wait to hear from you, Carla. Love you. (laughs) I've already sent uh, Moni the message, Dion. So Uh thank you. Appreciate yeah, of course. Oh, well. But doing your job, honey. What, did I hear Eric? Were you about to chime back in? Did I hear you? Am I tripping? Or it was a man? I, I think. No, that was I was just identifying myself to Barbara. Who forgot me. Oh, okay. I don't okay. speak as much as I. She said the yo yo dude. I can't. <laughs> <do that. laughs> you know, you know, I'm kind of old and names escape me. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, since we talked about names, you called me Tanya about five right. times. I guess I was you were to send you a message. Yes, you did. Juliet, you must have sent you a message. Okay, that was that the thing. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking, yo-yo. I'm speaking. Okay? I'm speaking. Well, why is it love, life, and fellowship? So, hey, he got his own. <laughs> I, say, I, say what I said, I said, Tanya, I said, Tanya is like, this is Tanya, not Tanya. <laughs> Listen, you know you heard it, Quinn. You know you heard it. <laughs> I love I love you, Yo-Yo. You. <laughs> Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. I was about to say, I was like, now he know better than that. He know better than that. <laughs> So can I can I can I real share real quick, you guys? I love y'all. Um, um, I wanted to. So Dion has been talking about. I want you to know process, preparation, promise is something else. Patience. Like I've been mm-hmm. hearing that maybe twenty years, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but today two thousand two. It's nineteen listen, years. And she, oh, I hate her. I hate her. But. But this is this is something just for the people that maybe because I feel I feel it in the air. Um, there's some other people that are going through some processes too. But um, you you're not you you just don't have the courage to talk about it. So real quick, we we at the end of the hour. I wanna if I could paint this picture for you. I want to go to Greece. I also want to go to Australia. N- number one, I know from. California to um, either one of those countries, it would be a very, very long flight because I've actually researched it. Um, But today, I can't just get up and go. There's a process that I must, um, that that the government requires that that I need to fulfill before I can go. 
um, I gotta, I had, I have to have, I'm not talking about the the COVID-19 shot, but that, that might be part of it now. But prior to us being involved in a pandemic, there's certain uh, immunizations that they, they suggest that you get. So you go and get those if you decide to. Um, you need a passport. You got to save your money or put it on your credit card to go and get your passport. Before you get your passport, you got to make an appointment. You got to go, um, depending on the place you go, you got to either go someplace and get, get a photo and bring it or you have the photo there. And then once you um, go to um, uh, order your passport or apply for your passport, then you got to wait for it to come in the mail. You can't just, I couldn't just leave and go to Greece. So you got to get, you got to say, you got to mute. I don't know if you're changing sheets or change in clothes, but if you can mute. Um, so then you got to get your passport. You got to, you should research, you know, um, you know, where, where it is you want, where I should research where it is I want to go in Greece, Greece is a, or Australia, make a decision which one you want to go to, make a decision, save the money or um, put it on my credit card to go. Um, and I might want to go during a particular time of the year when it's not a good time to travel there because of the weather. So then I got to wait for that time. Um, if I don't want to go by myself, I got to have my crew let them know what I want to do, which one of y'all can we all go or who can go or whatever. I might have to wait for them to say. So there's a process. I, I am not in a position to just get up and go to Greece tomorrow. And even if I was, it's going to take a while for me to get from California to Greece. It's going to take a while. There's a process. I got to get to the airport two, three hours in advance or two hours in advance, whatever. I got to go through um, TSA. I got to do all of these things just to go there and sit and wait for the plane to take off. Then once I get to the, you following what I'm saying? There's a process in traveling. And so there's a process that we also endure in this life. We are on a journey. We're not, we don't get someplace and park. We're on a constant journey. We go from faith to faith, glory to glory. And so I want to encourage you to keep going. People have said it several times, but I really, really, if you could get that in your mind, you don't just arrive. You don't, you're not born today and become an adult, you know, two days later. There's a process. There's a growth process while we're on our journey, but we don't just fall down in the middle of the floor, have a temper tantrum and stay there and think that the Holy Spirit is going to pick us up and help us brush off, you know, say it's going to be okay. He will starting off, but after a minute, he's going to look at you while you're on the ground kicking and screaming. You'll get up when you get tired. It doesn't stay the same. And so for the people that are around people that are judging you, especially that are Christians, cause, and they don't mean no harm. It's just their religiosity showing up. Um, you know, just try to ignore them or ask them, can you pray for me right now that God, you have so much fire in you. Can you pray for me right now that God delivers me from this thing that you're telling me? Because I'm sick of it too. Can you pray? Can you lay hands? I got some blessed oil. You got some blessed oil? You don't got no blessed oil. Gloria said we could use Vaseline. Can you pray for me that God delivers me from this instantaneously? And be quiet. And look at them without blinking and mean it because maybe they have this power that you lack, that they can help you change instantaneously. Or maybe they don't and maybe they will shut up. Last thing, the people that are accusing us and telling us we're not going to get to heaven, they ain't been they self. They, not, they don't have a clipboard that's going to check people's names off as they enter the gates. 
They don't have no idea what heaven looks like. They don't know, have any idea of what each person's journey looks like. So do not, please do not subject yourself and beat yourself up from people who are judgmental. Clearly, they missed the Sunday school lesson about that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good word, <laughs> That was good. Yeah. That, that's real. Listen, they religious or, or retarded or both. They double R. <laughs> double R. <laughs> I'm sorry. I play so much. Y'all, is y'all playing for me? I'm being on you. No, Dion, we're not praying for you because we love you the way you are, child. <laughs> well, you got to pray for me anyway because I don't, I don't want to go to hell behind my next door neighbor, honey. I don't want my next door neighbor to send me to hell because then I'm gonna have a problem with that grace I'm supposed to demonstrate and call them a whole bunch of retarded religious people. Yeah, pray but your your the little sister's just as bad. So, I, I, and I love her just as much, Sonia. Uh huh. The Vaseline worked though. Real talk. <laughs> Can I say hey, it? Man. You really, when you do start in the word, you really do believe that a person has a heaven and hell to put you in when you have people you condemning do. you for some of the things that you, you know, you already feel guilty about. So you do, in some form, feel like you start questioning yourself and doubting yourself and stuff. So um, I love that. Kudos to you, to, um, Tanya. <laughs> that was great. No person has a heaven or a hell to put you in. So, yes, awesome. Thank and they, you. They love they this call. And, Dion, I love your sheets. I love, I love the sheet scenario, you know, because that was so good. You cannot find the right sheets. You What you say? You couldn't find the right sheets. And people, what did you say? You said you can't, you couldn't find the sheets you want, so you went somewhere else. So then, after you went somewhere else, you finally found what you were looking for. So then, and it was after, one set. That's it, Tanya. It was just one set. <laughs> one set of sheets. You know, it's just like you, just that person or that thing. Okay. Awesome word. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I'm I know I said I wasn't going to say that now. <laughs> okay. This Didi whenever I just let me know. <laughs> Oh, I can okay. talk over you. Forget that. No, I just want to, that's what's been happening. No, I just, Tanya, you started it because when you talk about uh, the clipboard and, and can you pray for me right now, that really does work. Like when those real religious people are coming at you because you're smoking, you're, whatever it is that you're doing, because y'all be doing stuff, it ain't me. It ain't me. But Galatians 6, 1 through 3 is what you can slap them with. Just remind them of that. Just, that's what, that is a real good uh, weapon the word is a weapon, so just get that in here. For y'all that don't know it, Galatians 6, 1 through 3 is good. I hear you, Yvonne. That's it. Okay, so can I say, Yvonne, what you trying to speak? I, I don't want to be rude. Yeah, I take <laughs> you so much. I'm going to work. Okay, well, have you a have a good day. day. We love you. I yes. love you. Get that work done. Amen. Well, we glad, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dion, Dion, I know you. Uh-oh. 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 Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, can you? I think we, we forgot this one little part about your testimony, and it was towards the end, about when you went to the other place. Ah. When she went to the other place, you made the effort to look. 
and you found what you were looking for. There was only one. It was sitting there waiting for you all the time. God didn't let anybody else have it because it belonged to Didi Cherie Jackson. Now, yes, some ma'am. people might disregard a pair of twin shoes. They may disregard a set of twin sheets in a solid color and a comforter in a solid color. But when the word says, and my God shall supply all my necessary needs, but it was a desire. Mark 11, 24, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, maybe Dion didn't really say, Father, you know, I pray that you would lead me to the sheep. But it was a desire that she had. She didn't even have to speak it. He knew there was a desire, not for herself, (laughs) to make somebody else comfortable. Do Do you get that? Something as simple as some solid color sheets. The desires that we have, babe, the desire that you have to to be an effective prayer warrior, the desire that you have to share share the love of Christ with others, the desire that you have to be the best seamstress, the desire that you have to be to to nurture your gift in the prophetic, the desire that you have to be an amazing administrator, the desire that you have to be um, one who empowers others. Listen, God is concerned about everything that concerns us. That's that's what I didn't want us to miss this morning. He will help you to find what's already there. Even if it's mm-hmm. solid colored twin sheets. Listen. And then favor you showing up. Then she got favor and found. Thank you, Jesus. Love it. Can Love I share y'all. this one scripture before we go? Go ahead, Pammy. It's Zechariah 4.10. Uh, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plume line in Zerubbabel's hand. So I just thought that was powerful, that God rejoices when he sees us beginning to do the work. So do not despise small beginnings. Okay, that's all. Just wanted to share, everybody. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you, Tammy. Facts. Absolute facts. Even with regard to habits and struggles and addictions and all of that, even the fact that it's on your heart and your mind because you want to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing, which is your reasonable service. Listen, God honors stuff like that. He heard you. Now decide. That's all. That's what I was going to say, Dion, the intention, the intentional about the, the reasonable, going beyond that for um, for the um, Josiah's grandmother, just the intent of doing something outside of the norm, going beyond. And and I usually I try to pray before I get there. And if it's not there, I'll be like, okay, Lord, hello. And he was like, it's not there. You have to go there. So I, that it was just on point that that grace, that favor. So sorry. No, you don't gotta be sorry. Yeah, facts. Okay, me too. Last last thing. So listen, just showing up, <laughs> right? Just showing up like David did, even being in the right place. 
and having the opportunity to take advantage of a situation, but he didn't. Because of humility, God will allow us to humble ourselves. Here's a warning before he humbles us. He'll, he'll give us the opportunity, the space to humble ourselves, right, to do the right thing before he has to intervene because his plan is going to be fulfilled in our lives. And herein lies the grace that we give to other people in spite of when they don't deserve it because it is unmerited favor that he turns around. He extends that to us because there are plenty of opportunities when so many people around David could have taken him out. And that same grace that we extend will come back around and God won't have to humble us when we can humble ourselves. And I love that because in my situation, what I was talking about, when I was looking at being frustrated, it was leading to arrogance and it was leading to pride and it was leading to stuff that I didn't intend to open the door to, but it has a way of coming in when we refuse to humble ourselves and do what God is doing and wait on his timing. So, wow, I had just thought about that. Just want to share that. Very good. Great, great. Deanna, answer. let me. Don't slap me, but one of my leaders said humility is strength under control. Yeah. Why would I slap you for that? That's great info, and, and that's true. Just for time, man. Because we keep talking. I, I like, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's so good. We just keep saying stuff. There's some good dialogue this morning, y'all. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Okay, since you asked. Uh, <laughs> that's two of y'all. What? <laughs> so I've been wanting, this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, since somebody, the, the issue of names came up, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I really love something that's always so touching is when um, I've been able to be on the call and hear somebody when they receive their name. Um, and I was just wondering, I don't know how to go about the process. It would be great if we could just kind of list the, the names that people have received and when they would um when they receive them. I'm like I know quite a few that I've heard in the past year, I think like in, in twenty twenty during the pandemic. So, you know, Moxie and Magnificent and Beloved and Glorious and just so many others. And I would just love to make a list. Um as I'm waiting for mine. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. It was one more. Who else was that? It was me, ladies. I just want to thank you all for, first of all, Dion, thank you for the analogy you used about this. That was amazing. Second of all, I just want to thank you guys every morning. You guys kiss me on my toes because I was here on mute. I'm laughing. I think I'm choking. I think the part that got me more was when she said, you retarded. She said, oh, you're religious. So I thank you all for making me laugh. Even when I'm at work, people look at me like I'm crazy, but I know I'm not crazy. So I love you all. God bless you all. Keep on doing what you'll do. Awesome. Bye-bye. Look, if you do not want to laugh, don't show up around here because we are going to crack some jokes. No <laughs> doubt. I want to laugh. <laughs> we, can't, we can't help it. Sometimes I don't I do not do it to be funny. I'll be dead serious. It just happens to be funny. <laughs> hey, man, anybody else? 
Amen. Well, but listen, that, guys. Uh-oh, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. I have somebody come I have somebody that wanna say hi. Okay. Say Pastor Dion. Hi, Miss Pastor. Hi, baby. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you. How about yes. you? You okay? I'm good. I just wanted to say good morning and um give a little about myself just really quick. I know you guys are in a hurry. Let me hurry up. Um, so I um, fell pretty much into Miss Cynthia's lap. She's my neighbor, and I have really clung to her very well. You know, I, I'm not really like you know, um, what is the word? Uh, like uh, religious and like you know, in like you know, I don't really like read the Bible as often as I should, which I know I need to get back on. Um, but I was coming to her for guidance relating relating to my relationship with my spouse, my partner, whom is not my spouse. He's just my boyfriend. Um, And I was inquiring about um, how to point us in the right direction because we are having issues like there's trust issues, there's um, miscommunication, there is just, it's just pretty much to the brink of either we need to do this or it's over. You know, and Miss Cynthia was telling me that God is what's missing, and that's why I'm having so many problems, or at least being a little bit more in touch spiritually. You know, even if I take time alone with him being absent, you know, when he's working and things, to just take time to be more a little bit, you know, spiritually connected, and maybe that'll help me and, you know, me, and then I can maybe give him, pass it on to him, because we're both not as in church as we should, you know, so that's probably what's going on. So that's, but I've been listening to the prayer line when I come here in the morning, I've been overhearing, um, you know, the discussions that have been had and such. And so I'm finally being brave. I told her I will refuse to get on this phone. I told her, I told her I was very adamant. I was like, I do not want to, because my fear is judgment. I want to be judged because I love someone because I don't think that's a sin to forgive someone when they've done wrong, but you don't want to do it so much that it becomes a habit for them to get comfortable to keep doing it. But I thought I was doing the right thing by, you know, being forgiveful and, but I just, I'm afraid that it's too late and I'm going to be judged. You get what I mean? Of course I get what you mean. So so let me help you. What's your name? My name is Levy. It's spelled L-E-V-Y, yes, ma'am. Imagine that. I would like for you to look your name up <clears throat> and find out what it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, two, two things. Let me let me let me help you. And this this is and and I can I can hear your voice and tell that it is one of youth. So I want you to hear me from a fifty year old perspective. <clears throat> Until your boyfriend is your husband, there is not an us. There is a you and there is a him. Two very individual journeys. The truth is that in order for you to get to where it is that you have to go, you have to find that in Christ, not in him. And it's not about being in church. It's about being in Christ. 
That's a process. And when you seek the will of the Lord, one of two things will happen. It will either separate the two of you or bring you closer. There's not really a middle ground. And unfortunately, you are you don't have access or permission um, to pray for him like a wife would. You only have power to pray for him like a girlfriend would with anticipation that one day it will evolve. But what I'm going to tell you from experience, Princess, now listen, listen to this, Miss Levy. I've been married three times. You listening? And you just called me, quote, unquote, pastor, which I think is really cute. Um, <laughs> that, means, that means I blew it over and over again. You got it? Yes, ma'am, I got it. From the perspective that you have. Well, if I do this, then he'll do that. No, ma'am, that's not a reality, right? All you right. can do is live each day, day by day, not consumed with him. And right. One of the things about sin, and, and I'm going to say this, and this don't have nothing to do with judgment. It's just the truth. Sin okay. will have you deceived. It'll have you thinking. <laughs> um, and, and listen, and I've made these mistakes all through these 50 years, Sugarfoot. <laughs> Amen. Ouch. Hallelujah. Bless his high name. Honey, I, listen, when the prayer call first started, I had a whole boyfriend. It was hunching and everything. Just and, and listen, and the closer I got to God, the further I got from him. So the question you want to ask yourself is, what you want to do? <laughs> and this don't have nothing to do with judgment. We don't even care about that around here. Do whatever you'd like until Jesus gets tired. After a while, you won't have the grace for that, or you will. There's not a middle. Okay. okay. So it's going to either be one way or the other way. No gray area. There, there's never a gray area. The gray area is, is the place of deception, right? And so anytime you're in, in the gray area, you kind of you kind of play yourself, not on purpose. We all do it. We all guilty of a gray area, you know? And so, so all I'm going to tell you is this, Levy. Keep showing up, Princess. If, if you can learn, if you can glean from all this wisdom, we got folks on this call that's 80 years old, folks on this call that's Five, right? Oh well, you, okay. Right. This is not. This is not that. We got people that never been to church. We got people that been in church all their life and they religious, and we tell them all the time, "Honey, use religious. Break that." However, if you keep showing up and you listen, the, the Bible says to seek wise counsel, and you listen to wisdom, it will save you some time and some shame. Promise you. It, it, it'll help you. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And, and if, in fact, that's your husband, the, the first thing you do, honey, take sex out of the equation because he's your boyfriend. Y'all live together, yeah? You said take what out, ma'am? I'm sorry? Sex. X-S-E-X. Humping. Punching. Take that out. Just hear what I'm saying. I promise you I'm listening. I just, yes, sex. Okay, take it out. Take that out of the equation and see how long you stick around. That's all you got to do. If you ever want, you ever want to know. <laughs> well, can I just say this really fast? That we had a hiccup um, probably, well, I've been with him almost two years. So, you know, some time ago, and I held out the, the fornication for a while. And 
what happened was he began to get curious and to ask me, is there something wrong? You know, why, you know, why is it that you're not so open to me with that like you were before? And it wasn't that I didn't want to be intimate with him. It was just that I was upset with him. So I didn't feel the need to like, I, it wasn't the feeling to want to have sex was not there. So I told him, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I'm not attracted to you. It's just that right now we're bumping heads, you know, and we're, um, we're not getting along. So why do we need to have sex if we're not getting along, you know? So I didn't, I didn't have sex with him for weeks and he got alarmed. He was like, what's going on? So then, you know, after things got better, you know, we, everything was fine. And then, you know, I allowed him to, we had sex and it's just a routine thing. Now, recently, um, again, we've kind of been like, I've been wanting to, you know, really hurt this man, strangle him because how mad he makes me. And so, again, I'm, I'm, well, I, I was doing good, and then I slipped up the other day because I was, you know, I had a, I needed a fix. But I'm sorry, I'm being. You told me to be honest. You said, I, and I, and I, it's you good. It's cool. You don't gotta explain. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. So the other day I needed a fix, so I had my fix. But then. You know, last night, he wasn't feeling good, so we didn't have sex. But, you know, a part of me was like, thank God. You know, like, thank God I didn't have sex last night because I don't want to. I mean, the day, the other day I did. I'm not going to lie. I really did. But then after that, it's like a reality. Like, you know, you can't just use that as an outlet because it really is a temporary feeling. And me, I'm a very, I'm a very emotional person. So if someone's not talking to me, I automatically think they're mad at me. If he doesn't talk to me, I think something's wrong. I'm very like um trying to please everyone. Well, okay. yeah, that's that's a good answer. I was just gonna say that that that'll do it. Keep going. Um, so I'm um the reason I'm in this mess is because I'm so much of a submissive type, um, where his needs are important to me more than my own sometimes, and um. I think that's how I've been able to, I mean, I was able to get in this hole because I wasn't concerned with how I was feeling. I was just, you know, if he's upset, let me rectify that before it gets worse. Whereas in doing that, I have caused myself to, you know, I, I don't even look familiar to myself physically or emotionally. I'm, I'm not the same person. So I just, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I, I want to not be with him because that's not, that's not where I'm going. Now, if it, leads to that but it's it for the betterment of my own self then that's fine but i'm not going to say that that's what i want you you get where i'm going yeah i i hear you i hear you well let me let me say this just just because we are about 25 minutes over time you you keep coming back and you keep listening i I want i want you to ask god this say reveal to me who you see me as that's it just ask him that and begin the process because as long as you are comfortable in in a place of of actively sinning like and and don't get me wrong this has nothing to do with judgment this is just the truth and i'm telling you because i did it right Yes. Until you get uncomfortable with that aspect, 
everything else is kind of fair game, right? And so we all sin. We just do it differently. So your your sex is no different than somebody else's smoking or somebody else's adultery or somebody else's stealing or lying. We all got stuff, Levy. Okay. Right? But at the end of the day, if you ask God to show you how he sees you, it'll change your thinking and your focus won't be him. Because all I hear you say is him and him and him. God is a jealous God. He's not going to share you with what he doesn't think is for you, right? And and even if he is, if he is for you, you'll know in time, but you, he has to find you in Christ. He can't find you just in his bed. He can't find you just at the house being submissive and people pleasing. He got to find you in the will of God, but you got to get in the will of God for him to find you there. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am, it does. Okay. So I trust that you are here not by accident, that there's no coincidence that you showed up. You're around a whole bunch of people that got hands that once upon a time were filthy, nasty, dirty, and right now on this call might be filthy, nasty, dirty still. But let me tell you a secret. Nothing you do will make God love you less. Nothing. Nothing. There is nothing that you could do that would make God love you any less than he does right this moment. Okay. Right. So we're really we're helpful? we're we're um I'm gonna have my sister pray for you right quick, Levy. And okay. um she's probably gonna offer you something. Oh, okay. Okay. Man, I'm go, ready. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. Hi hi Levy. My name is Tanya. Um and though Tanya. you you heard us, hi babe. I'm I'm so ex I'm excited about what I hear. Um okay. not just, just the words that are coming out of your mouth, but I'm excited in what I hear. Um, well, we'll explain that later, but I want to pray. We're going to end the call. We're not going to have any more comments at this point. We're, we're going to end the call, but um, we're going to pray especially for you today. Um, and I, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, have you ever accepted Christ as your personal Savior? Have you, have you ever said, well, let me, let me make sure I make it really, really um, clear. Have you ever invited Jesus into your heart? Um, I I did as a teenager. I did, and I was really scared. And I asked my mom to come with me. This was years and years ago. I'm almost 27, so about okay. I was about maybe officially like you know when I was actually in church. I was a teenager, mm -hmm. maybe like 15, 16, somewhere in there. And mm -hmm. okay. uh, it was okay, you know. I was in high school and everything. And then I got out of high school, and you know, went to college. You know, typical girl stuff start dating and blah 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 and yeah that's pretty okay, much great all right so so you have so here's what i'd like to do i I'd, I'd like to i'd like to offer um you the opportunity to um um, um renew your commitment to christ in in this prayer and if that is it's an offer it's not a i'm not forcing you at all because um, in 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 acknowledging Christ again and and making Him the focus, um, there's a different path that things will start to happen differently for us. So the question is, please don't feel pressured. The question is, would you like to reinvite Him back into your life? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we're gonna pray a simple prayer. I'm gonna start it off, and then I'm gonna stop, and I'm gonna ask you to repeat after me. Okay, it's really really simple. Don't feel pressured. 
Um, God set this moment. Remember when I talked about the sheep um, and how that God, I don't know if you were on the call, you probably were, but um, how that God had these sheep set aside just for Dion when she went shopping. God, God set this time aside just for Libby because God knows your heart and he knows what you desire and he has great plans for you. So we're going to pray now. And then again, when I get ready to, I want you to repeat after me, I'm going to stop and I'll ask you to do that. Father, we thank you for all that was shared today. We thank you for those that are still on the call and under the sound of my voice. And so you heard everything that Libby just shared with us and you set it up just so that we could offer her the greatest gift in the world, which is the gift of salvation. And she has said that she wants to recommit her life to your son, Jesus. So Libby, I want you to repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you. I ask you. To forgive me. Do forgive me. For all of my sins. For all of my sins. And I invite you. And I invite you. Into my heart. Into my heart. And I thank you. And I thank you. For answering my prayer. For answering my prayers. Just because I asked. Just because I asked. I thank you. I thank you for saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. Now, Libby, if yes. do do you believe what you just prayed? That, yes, that just because you right. So the Bible says, listen, they turning up in heaven right now. There's a party that is happening in heaven right now because everybody is rejoicing. All of the angels are rejoicing. The Father is rejoicing. Jesus is rejoicing. The Holy Spirit is rejoicing because you were brave enough to recommit your life to Christ. This is exciting, sweetheart. So now now what I want you to do, here's what I want you to understand. It's not necessary for you to be in church. The Bible says if we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he will save us. That's what you did. So now what you need to do from this point on, show up as much as you can. If you can call in daily, because that's going to help you to grow. Okay? Okay, Call in daily. You're going to hear some amazing words. And we're going to be praying for you. And I believe there are some people on the call that are willing, that are going to be willing to check in with you and kind of mentor you as you begin your brand new life. I want you to write this date down in your calendar because this is major. This okay. is major. All right? Okay. We love you. Oh, I love you guys, too. That's very nice. Thank you. All right, everybody. At this point, the call has been, the call has ended. We have prayed the prayer. We don't want a soul to Jesus. We're not accepting any more comments. My sister needs to go. My sister needs to go. Uh-huh. She needs to go. She done preached. She done counseled. It's time for us to go. Now we want you to start hanging up. Bye-bye. I mean, it was the fasting day. Bye, Levy. Welcome, sister.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. True. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Praying for 
are you? Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Truth. 
praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Declare 